Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. afternoon school buddies it's four o'clock the tuck shop is open so grab a freddo and come take your seat in after school culture club who do we have in the club today do we introduce ourselves yeah hello my name's john (laughs) and my name's joel and you are from london no (laughs) let's plug your podcast Uh, we're from uh, the podcast the dream factory it's a collaboration what's the dream factory joel would you say it's kind of a sideways look at popular culture um (laughs) it's a sideways look at everything it's about love loss and um everything in between regrets (laughs) yeah uh, there's a lot of sense of regret over the whole project as robbie williams said no regrets am i right yeah, he did. Yeah, people haven't been here for the big conversation about Robbie Williams that we've just had. So that makes no sense to them. But we've been talking about Robbie since about nine a.m. Guys, haven't we? Warming up. So, did you go to school? No. Yeah. 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 Did, what in general did we go to? Yeah, did we attend school? Yes, any, we did. Yeah. Funny school anecdotes. Anything? I sprayed lethal acid into one of my best mates' eyes. Whoa! Mm. So it was open evening at school. Did you ever have open evenings? Yeah. I did the show rounds. So I'd meet the parent and the kid, and I'd be like, "Hey, do you want to see around the school?" And take them around. Be like, "There's what we do. <laughs> Language. There's what we do. English. You know that kind of vibe." And we went to the science block. My pal Ben, he um he'll be listening to this because he has to listen to it because he's blind now. No, he's not. But we we went around the science block, and he was there in a lab coat. So like, you go to each block, and there'd be other kids doing like pretending to how amazing the school was. He'd go and see the PE field, and they'd be like scoring a goal. Everyone would be cheering and high fiving. And and we went to the science block, and Ben was doing experiments. Great in his big lab coat, doing some stuff. The parents go off to look around the science lab, and I just pick up this uh, unlabeled spray thing from the side. (laughs) Go Ben, and he just starts screaming immediately, screaming. (laughs) And our chemistry teacher on the other side of the room ran over, grabbed Ben by the hair and put his face in those, you know, eyewash tube sinks. Yeah. I'd, I'd never see, I'd ne- you guys have probably never seen an eyewash tube used. I've seen one used. Guys. Yeah. Well, those big um, brown yeah, um, yeah. plastic And he properly things. rinsed out his eyes. Anyway, no one else saw it. And because Ben's a bloody good lad and one of my best mates, we concocted this whole story about how I'd lent on a pipette <laughs> while he was doing up his shoelaces. So no one ever knows. I mean, well, there must be like a statute of limitations on this. So is he they okay? can't put me in detention now no, if well, they heard this. Is he okay? He's fine. Was he okay? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a quick rinse. 
So the essay title we've been set this week is possibly one of my favourites ever. It was actually one of the reasons I wanted to do this podcast because mm-hmm. I always wanted to write an essay on this. The most important relationship in the office is the one between David Brent and himself. Yep, I'd agree. Oh, no, 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 you can't oh, just do I that. Thought, oh, we're not we just going to go. We have to talk for like 17 minutes. And then oh. <laughs> we have to I thought I shouldn't no, come Joel, in. Joel and I texted earlier and we're like, <laughs> yes or yeah. no. Yeah. Now we're going. We're right? broadly yes. <laughs> you guys. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, no. So, did you write this essay title? Our teacher, the guy in the corner, teacher over there, he said it. Oh, thanks. Uh, So, first of all, the office in general does it? Is it a big part of your life? Uh, It's an absolutely enormous part of my life. Really? I think it's completely perfect, and I have worshipped it frame for frame. John. Um, I have a slightly more casual relationship with the office. You're more just seeing each other. Imagine if it was more full on. (laughs) (laughs) Show me a tattoo. What from the office would you get tattooed? Oh, uh, good question. I'd get um, you know when he's on that um fake bird thing when he's having his photo yeah. taken for the uh, what's the paper called? Oh, uh, Slough Gazette or something? Oh, I don't know. I'd have that. <laughs> um, um, I'd get just Gareth's curtains, nothing else. I was thinking Gareth, yeah. or this is going to show how much more casual I am. Who's the large fella who's hilarious? Uh, Keith, are yeah. you kidding? Yeah, so when I worked, um, I worked in an office in Soho. This is a while ago, just after the office was massive. Keith's agent um, rented a desk in our office, so Keith used to come in all the time. We sat in reception. We're, we can top that. Oh, yeah. We, we work with a guy from the office. Who? We're he, best mates. He's called Alex Perkins, and he's in the background of both series. And then you can't top As, that. He's a member of staff. Yeah, but that doesn't. At the top, office. But that doesn't top it. And he's our friend. I went. Because Keith is, you know. I went and did work experience. Well, at the company to begin with, <laughs> I did an internship there, and Alex came in. And I, I'm such a big fan of The Office that I recognised him and got nervous, even though he, he says one line of dialogue. What across, lines like, does he say? Oh, I can't remember. In this episode, he's uh, when Tim's being awkward with Dawn when she returns into the office, he's the one making the small talk with her about... Oh, how you bet? You're the tall guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, yeah. Called, he's called yeah. Ralph yeah. in the show. So it's obviously quite a big thing to talk about the whole of The Office. So we're going to focus on the Christmas special, arguably one of my favourite. Well, double. It's du- well, it's two-parter, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, and it is September, so... <laughs> Why Crack not on. topical? But it is also the last ever episode of The Office proper. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. And I, I, you know, just to be clear, we are talking about the UK office, yeah. otherwise known as The Office, American mm. people. Let's talk about this. Brent, relationship with himself. Because actually, if you think about it, there are lots of... The way Brent interacts with different people is quite fascinating. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if you think maybe first about women, which is obviously features heavily in the Christmas special because the dating escapades. Yeah, it's the first time you ever really get an insight into david brent's love life well yeah because he alludes to it in the first two series but nothing ever really happens um he tries to chat people up in chasers but really there's no you never hear you sort of hear stories of him having been with someone but this is the first time you ever see him out wooing and and he's bad those the three different dating scenarios the first one you know with the the woman with the necklace yeah yeah can we stop please stop talking about my dead mother's breast yeah um but don't you think like whereas someone like finchie is quite a misogynist mm-hmm. Brent just seems like a sort of like hapless child trying to get girls attention he's not he never he's never malicious yeah, yeah, yeah. or like bad towards women he's just like ridiculously useless just cack-handed with women but he is with everyone well yeah so I don't think I think it doesn't come from a place of misogyny I just think it comes from a place of insecurity almost I I would argue that he, he isn't a good person he wants to be liked but I think that sometimes is at odds with the fact that he's not a good person and that's where the comedy comes from. Yeah, I think so. Um, 
not a good person. Would you say he's a bad person? No, he's just a massively flawed person. Mm. He's a bit like it's a bit. He's a bit of a dinosaur, isn't he? Trying to navigate a then modern world, which is now, yeah. Even yeah, now, yeah. looking back now, is not a modern world, obviously. Yeah. Actually, you're right because. And I think one of his other problems is that he has a very high opinion of himself. He thinks that For he sure. is someone that he's not, which is half his problem. Mm. Because actually, as we'll come on to, when he actually just stops trying to be someone else and just be himself, uh, it's actually, he gets quite a good result. But, you know, the second date when he goes out with the, you know, oh, when she turns up, she's yeah, got the yeah. white shift on the yeah. It's like, um, he's so patronising to knowledge. Horrible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, really horrible. bad. Really bad. But um, then he, I think that's because he's been exposed for not knowing anything about classical music. Yeah. <laughs> so he's like, hey, oh, here's some knowledge I do have because it all leads back to his insecurities. I was about to say, I don't think he does have a really high opinion of himself. I think he knows who mm. he is. Really? He's just pretending to be yeah. someone else. Mm. I think that's why he, especially you see it in the Christmas specials, he occupies himself with so much. Like when he says, like, I did 60 hours last week and stuff, he's basically just constantly running from his from himself, I think, all of the time. He also can't handle women in power, like with Jennifer, mm. when Jennifer's... Yeah. But also Brent and men, like, he he's always trying to be, like, one of the lads. Yeah. And it's misfiring, obviously. Yeah. He doesn't have any friends. No. Like, you can't think of any instance when he either mentions or interacts with anyone outside the office no it's interesting in that before he's made redundant i would say that gareth probably is his friend and does look up to him and i think he he performs a bit of a weird about term really that is only there to aid the plot like he in the christmas specials he really has a low opinion of brent and the the whole idea is that because he's come into power he's seen how rubbish he was yeah but i don't really buy that so much because if you look at series one and two he like worships david brent and the, but the only reason david likes gareth is because he can manipulate him do you think so yeah absolutely because gareth's like a suck up and so therefore yeah. he like makes him i feel... don't know i think they're pals more so than he is with finchie oh i think he's more just like in awe of finchie mm. he wants to be well who doesn't uh he can throw a kettle over a pub what have you done yeah. Oh, hang on. Also, Neil, though. Don't you think... That's another, one. That's another thing about this Christmas special, right? Sorry, John, you've not spoken for a little while, so I'll, <laughs> let, you, I'll let you agree with this. Okay. I'm not an expert on this. I, I oh. crammed, as, as a student, I crammed last night, and I might have done the first episode after having a few beers. So oh, legend. John, do you just want to yeah. go and just sit the eight, outside? Just the eight and... points for John last night. Oh, I'll ace this legend. test. Don't you worry about it. But um, crammed. Different drinks, different so, needs. <laughs> so, Neil, Neil's not a bad guy. No. The first two series. And then you ha- they have to make him a bad guy really quickly at the end of the Christmas special. And the only way they do it is by him laughing at Finch's joke. Yeah. And he becomes somebody so like the big switcheroo and he is a bad guy. But he's never really a bad guy. He's just a boss. And so- he has to do, he has to, you know, discipline David Brent acro- like appropriately pretty much. Um, which is another one. I find that little switch a bit awkward where it's like all of a sudden, oh, we all hate Neil. Yeah, that that is hard. But Neil, Neil overall though is definitely someone else that David Brent wants to be. Like when he even comes in on that Sergio George. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's um Yeah. Neil's a bit beige to me because he's just there as a plot device which is like, oh, he's got perfect girlfriends, got the mm-hmm. power, he's suave, he's good looking, i.e. everything that David is not. Yeah. But yeah, you're right, actually I hadn't really thought about that. that yeah, I was thinking when... about I was watching it back when I watched it back for this episode, I thought, yeah, that's a bit weird. I never really noticed it before. Because when he tells Finchie to fuck off. Mm. And he's sort of telling Neil at the same time, really. Which is one of my most, one of my favourite moments in anything ever. When he switches from calling him Finchie all the time or whatever. To yeah, Chris. Yeah. Chris, yeah. Why don't you? Yeah, it's great. 
I wish I knew more people called Chris that annoyed me because then you could just say I used to text him all the time. And then... Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. His colleagues as well. Uh, he tr- Obviously, he tries to make everyone like it, like with the Swindon lot. The slugs with no personality. When he, you know, when they go to the pub on the first day, yeah, just yeah. so awkward. Yeah, dead silence. Well, everyone's been in situations like that, I think. <laughs> have you ever had a? Have you had a? Have you ever worked for? Any, I know the answer is yes. Have you ever worked for anyone that's a bit like David Brent? Oh, of course. Yeah. And that's the thing that is what I think that was the in that everyone had into this show was David Brent is a real person. Yeah, he's a totally everyone relatable could, yeah. character. It's slightly exaggerated, obviously, for TV, but it's not so far out of the realms of. Like reality, um, you, you know, you guys were talking about like I didn't realize this until this morning. It's like two years after yeah, yeah. the yeah. second series finishes. It was a long time after, and there is definitely like they they actually reference old oh, stories don't have happy endings in the show, mm. and then they actually do wrap everything up in the nicest way possible. Yeah. And Ricky Gervais has a little bit of a tendency to do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's almost like the Christmas episodes are they take place in a slightly different world to mm. the normal, mm. normal shows which yeah. are more like the extras like a, Christmas special exactly like yeah, the extras yeah. Christmas special so it's more like a kind of fant- not fantasy world it's not that extreme but it is where everything gets tied up you know the in inverted commas like heroes get their moments and it all kind of ties up nicely and I don't know whether like you say where they've tried to reposition a character to be a little bit worse than he actually is yeah, just so yeah. that David Brent has his moment Yeah, maybe that's kind of yeah. like a symptom of that but to be honest, I don't mind it. I'll allow it. Oh no! Oh sure. yeah, yeah, I don't mind it. I could, wa- I could watch that Christmas special once a week. Really? I do watch it once a year. Oh uh, yeah. Not I, when uh, you think though. In June? No, I watch it at Christmas. I watched it in. Yeah. Um. But no, just the whole. It just and also I know we're not talking about Tim and Dawn, but because actually, actually we should because some people would say the greatest relationship in the office is Tim and Dawn mm-hmm. because that's the sort of main love story. Denouement, that whole moment with them, um, only you. Yeah, yeah. See, my uh, favorite bit of that moment is David Brent's face. Wait, he just does wait, a little do look to me. camera. Do it for me. He just does a little like to camera. Like he's really chuffed. He loves it. He's so happy for them. I wish we knew what happens to him and Dawn. 
I wish there was some no, sort of reference don't. in... No, you don't. You never mm. want to know. That, that's why bringing back David Brent was like the most heinous crime that Ricky Gervais has ever committed. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. I want to talk about this because I hold an unpopular opinion that life on the road is actually good. But it, it shouldn't exist. I don't like. I think it's fine, but it, it's not as good as The Office. And what happens... So I remember there was like one of those talking head shows, you know, like 50 greatest things that have ever been on a thing. And David Baddiel was on it talking about the Christmas special of The Office. And he says that what's the most the most amazing thing about the Christmas special in the office is that when David Brent says Chris why don't you fuck off he kills David Brent it's like killing a character at the end of a show you know, like they act like it's the same in terms of plot device it's exactly the same as someone getting shot and that's it for them and that's the end of their run because he like self-actualizes and is no longer the David Brent he's been for the last two and a half series and I think it's mad because how can that happen and then for him to come back as an even more caricature version of the character that he was mm. which is what like life on the road is like is like the office without any nuance it's like the Par- Alan Partridge that's film that's a hot take it is. It's just like gag, 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 which is hot what take. happens when you Joel do. Hot take. Which is what you do ha- happens when you do a film version of a sitcom. Usually, you haven't yeah. got the time to let it kind of. But I know. I, I agree. I think that if you take Life on the Road as a piece of entertainment in its own right, and you have to, if you let go of all your fondness, There's for too much office, baggage. There's too much baggage with it. I enjoyed it, and I cried with the snow bit. You know, when the guy buys the snow yeah. machine. Um, also, in, I, I think people would counter your point about saying that like it's over because he mm-hmm. did such a good job of wrapping up some people would say that it's not up to the audience to decide when a thing ends yeah but he also did say for so long afterwards yeah. that was he it did, he two did series Chris Special and done 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 that's it how was, we do it it was something that everyone like you know people had lo- people have a lot of opinions about Ricky Gervais but one of the positives that everyone had was like he definitely knew when to bow yeah. out yeah 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 Oh, and that's also another thing why I get infuriated when I say to my American friends The Office and they think I'm talking about their their version, mm-hmm. which ran for how many, like... Ten seasons, something yeah. like that. It, it, in some, so The Office, and I always bang on about how much The Leftovers is one of the most perfect TV shows ever. Have you ever seen The, the Leftovers? No, but I've heard mm-hmm. a lot about it. What right. is it? And it's, I have to tell you about it because I've talked about it so much on my podcast. It's um, made by the guy that made Lost, the producer of Lost. It's oh, Justin you really Theroux. like Lost, don't you? Oh, yeah, I'm a massive Funky Lostie. Justin Theroux. Yeah, and it's about, um, imagine if uh, like uh, something like 10% of the world's population disappeared overnight. Oh, it's, it's not like, about food? No. No. Oh. <laughs> yeah. I thought it was going to be set in a kitchen. No, that's like Netflix, a Netflix chef show. What's the yeah. best leftovers meal you've ever cooked? But that wasn't a question. Oh. That could be a premise for it. No. And then it's very deep and it's about like loss and all this kind of stuff. But anyway, if 10% going, of the earth went. It's, it, no, ten, people. Yeah. And, yeah. They literally just disappeared. The populace, not 10% the of the terrain. population. Oh, that doesn't seem like that many. But, but then it's interesting because it deals with the fallout of that. What is the fallout? Well, you know, people that are grieving or people that were glad or, or you know, it's actually very affecting. Can you not argue with what a good programme this is? I'm just trying to think about what would, make me cry. if it was 10%. I mean, I, I, do you know what? I don't think Public services have run a lot easier. Where, what, 10% you, doesn't less, seem like a lot. There'd be less overcrowding. Do you find out much about the mechanics of it? Like, for instance... Exactly. What was, happened? Was How one did like they a pilot? And then does that whole plane... Oh, yeah. Great question. Oh, I see what you're saying. Did you get my joke? Yeah. It's really funny. Thanks for laughing. Drop some laughter in there. Yeah, I Thanks. mean, yeah, but it's it's just more about life. But how did they disappear? No one knows. What do you mean no one knows? No one saw someone disappear? What it happened when the whole world like was asleep? That. No, no, no. But someone ha- would have seen it happen. No, so like the opening scene, one of the opening scenes or something, or one yeah. of the, the references is like yeah. in a car. This, this program sounds rubbish. In a, oh, don't annoy me, I'll cry. It's so the best program. 10% of the world disappeared, oh. no one knows how. Are they, do they, 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 they like literally your, disappear, they don't die. It, it was, no, it was, they just so disappear. So you're like, if it was you, the headphones would just fall to the ground. Yeah, and I'd gone. 
But we'd see that happen, right? No, because I'd be here and then the one minute I'd, yeah, and then I'd be vanished. Yeah, we'd see you go. But I'd just vanish. I wouldn't like float up or anything. Yeah, but you'd just vanish. You're really focused Where on the Where did you go? Line. Where does the matter of who you are? <laughs> You're trying to wind me up and it's really so working. People would have seen it. If people would have seen people disappear. That's what. So all the world would be would be mad conspiracy theories about where everyone's gone. Yeah. Well, that. Okay. Yeah. People wouldn't be grieving, I don't think, because it's like, you know, when someone goes missing, they're still looking for them. It must be all about that. Look, where do they start looking, look, though? Can we, can David just, Brent. Can we, can the you, photos uh, of that person disappear. Joel, <laughs> I'm going to pull the plug on your microphone in a minute. All I'm trying to say is. Don't ask any more questions and go and watch it. The only reason I brought it up, and I wish I hadn't, was to say it is three perfectly formed series and no mm. more. Now, the only problem with Lost, I loved Lost, but yes, like they, it dragged on a bit. And, and this was like such a long-winded way of saying, I'm glad it was only like two series at a Christmas special. <laughs> anything else to say? Anything else you want to bring up about Brent? Relationships in the office? Arguably, <laughs> you've said that the, you spoke about Dawn and Tim. Yeah. Do you not think this episode is about them? No. You don't? I think... Yeah. No. This episode is not... The Christmas special is not about... I think if you looked at the, the arc and the narrative of the episode, it's driven by them. It's just wrapping up, Brent. If you look, told it as a story with like a, like, you know, a setup, a <laughs> conflict and conclusion, it's about them. You're right. You might be right. Yes. And actually, you could easily call, call this episode like Torn and Torn and Dim. <laughs> Torval and Dean. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Is the office Christmas special really about Torval and Dean? <laughs> I mean, With that's the conclusion. hottest of takes. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> oh no, but yes, it could. You're right. You're right. But but, but I, I don't know if it is as much about them. I think it is also about the descent of David Brent. Like he's just spiraling the whole way through. But yeah. the ascent, and then he finds surely the salvation. Ascent. No, not for like the if it's ninety minutes, eighty minutes of it, he's. Everything's going hot, worse and from worse to worse to worse for him. Yeah, but I would argue, and this is going to lead on to my sort of conclusion to this mm-hmm. essay. It's a classic journey episode, isn't it? I mean, I mean, the whole uh, series. N- I don't know. Yes, because well, hear me out, right? So what happens is we see the whole setup. He's become a bit of a loser. You know, he's selling tampons on the road. Mm-hmm. He can't get a woman for love nor money, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. He worships people like Finchie and Neil, who he shouldn't. Yeah. Um, he has awkward relationships with his co-workers. But then we see him go through this journey where sort of a bit of self-discovery where actually when he allows himself to just be himself. Yeah. So rather than putting on the Austin Powers costume and going on stage and oh, mm-hmm. um, actually just it becomes himself with Carol yeah, at yeah. the end. Finally, he can tell someone like Finch to fuck off and yeah. become the man that we always knew he could be. Yeah, know? I do agree with that. But that doesn't happen until about 80 minutes into the 90 minutes of both parts. Right. So the first 80 minutes is just how much worse and worse his situation is getting from him you know the PAs he does at nightclubs getting worse the dates getting worse um, the whole that's my radox breakdown and uh, him being banned from going to the office it's just like down 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 meets Carol everything's fine which I don't mind she is the deus ex machina um, yes. also a title of a lost episode the radox breakdown is also oh. a great name for a <laughs> is that what we're calling it now? for a band, for a band. Yeah. yeah loose change um, that's my radox uh, what, what, hang on what's his, what was his band that supported Texas uh, the, foregone conclusion yeah foregone conclusion yeah I was in a little outfit once um, so, I'll let you be the judge of that when I tell you once supported a little outfit called Texas <laughs> juxtaposition records <laughs> Joel we're on fire uh, you two <laughs> 
So, uh, anyone done any homework and actually written a conclusion to this essay? Or I've actually just formulated a conclusion. Got them. Oh, exciting! You guys are talking. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure whether it, his relationship with himself is the most important one, and I think the most important relationship in the office, which I'm, I'm ready for you two to absolutely shoot me down on because you're actual experts on this, is his relationship with the camera. Oh, because oh. all the performance. So, who even is the real David Brand? Exactly, and it, so ev- everything he, most of the stuff that he does in that show is motivated by the fact that he's being filmed the way he acts his attempts to be popular he's not just trying to be popular to the people in front of him he's trying to be popular to an audience at home and the only times where he like ever redeemed himself or is himself he like they purposely frame it in such a way as he doesn't think he's being watched so i'm pretty sure that fuck off moment at the end of the episode they purposely from quite far away and you you're supposed to be under the impression he doesn't know he's being filmed I've had your goosebumps. I kind of want to give you like a gold star and five house points. That's the, I, I can't top that. I haven't that, got a conclusion to match that. No, so. but I, I'm not trying to be patronising, but I genuinely thought I'd sewn, sewn this up with a brilliant conclusion and then you've given me something to think about. Oh, I'm sorry. Thank you for coming in, guys. Hey, thanks for having us. Do you want to plug your podcast? Yeah, we do a great podcast. Um, it's called Serial, and it's about the unsolved <laughs> murder of no, it's, Adnan it's, it's about Rice Krispies and Frosties, uh, which is better. We, um, so John's dad actually wrote a pornographic book once. <laughs> um, I am uh, an Australian murderer. No, I, it's I not really. It's about... this gag's run its course. Uh, uh, I do play one. a dog called Rosie. <laughs> John takes me a oh, walk. No, uh, yeah. I am... Uh, an American journalist who resolves issues from the past. <laughs> no, seriously. We do a podcast called uh, The Dream Factory, and it's a lot of fun. It's comedies, comedy and movies, uh, and if you like those two things, you'll love it. If you don't, you'll find something in there for you, uh, in the riffs. And what happens is, John? Uh, so a listener, well, multiple listeners will send in ideas for movies, mostly based on puns but we have some just concept ideas and we essentially use them as a starting point for nonsense and Joel going off on tangents about his childhood as you experienced at the beginning of this episode and how can people Mm. find you Uh, well John lives in Arsenal (laughs) Uh, you can find us on all good podcasting apps and some bad ones (laughs) do you want to name them no don't the socials Uh, at Uh, dream factory pod mm -hmm. probably yeah search dream factory and you'll find us Wow, guys, you are slick with mm, your uh, self-promotion. Well, thank you for coming in. Please, if you've enjoyed today's episode, leave us a review. What do you think? Is John right? Am I wrong? Tell us on Apple Podcasts. Is Joel Listen, cool? Right. Is Joel cool? I think we know the answers. Um, you can fill, follow us on Twitter and Instagram at ASCC Podcast. And remember, any funny lines to finish with? Oh. What's the last ever line in the office? Do it again. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. 
Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.